Hello everyone and welcome to the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I am joined by Katie Midwinter as we'll be previewing this weekend's action where we focus our attentions to the card at Sandown, Beverly and we'll be taking a trip to Chester as well for a listed race there. But before we get stuck into that, Katie, how are things with you? I've seen you on social media over the last few days. You met one of uh, your racing heroes. Yeah, I was at the York Ebor Festival. It's my favourite flat meeting of the year, and it was brilliant there, as always. And I did. I met um, Aidan O'Brien, who is yeah, pretty much my uh, my racing hero. So it was an honour to meet him. He's a complete gentleman. He's very generous with his time and, and always very friendly. So that was fantastic, and it was a great meeting. The highlight for me was probably Warm Heart winning the Yorkshire Oaks. I thought she put in a fantastic performance. She looked amazing in the paddock beforehand. And yeah, it was brilliant, uh, brilliant performance. A shame about Paddington in the Dreadmont International, but Frankie Dettori, he got it spot on with Mustard F, didn't he? Yeah, you, he certainly did. But you certainly blew up racing TV social media. I saw hundreds of thousands of likes that little video they had of you meeting Aidan O'Brien and it did go down very well. But that's not the only bit of gossip we've got with racing TV. Um, you've also as well been announced as one of the Tipstar finest. Congratulations. Um, feeding prepared? Thanks. Yeah, it was, uh, it was great to find that out. I'm looking forward to the, the final in a couple of weeks at Kempton Park. I'll do a bit of practising before then, but no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's a good opportunity um, and... I'm excited to, to be a part of it. Yeah, I know the listeners will be fully behind you and hopefully uh, you can go and uh, win win the challenge. Yeah, really looking forward to seeing you get on with it in, a, like you say, a couple of weeks' time. So let's get into it then. First race we're going to look at is the 150 at Sandown. It's the Virgin Bet Best Odds Daily Handicap. Class 3 contest over 7 furlongs. Amber Island is your co-favourite with Tough Enough. We've then got Indemnify at 13-2. Ernie's Valentine at 8s. Lindenby at 9s. Maywaker 11-1. Alpha Capture at 12s. And Bigger are the rest. Katie, I didn't think this was an easy opener to kick things off. Looked quite a tricky looking handicap. But uh, did you have a strong opinion in this one? On first look, it did uh, look as if it was quite a tricky race. But then there was one that really caught my eye and he's going to be quite a strong fancy for me on Saturday, I think. And that's tough enough. He's a really progressive three-year-old. He's two from three in handicap company. He's at four pounds for a recent course and distance win. He finished a respectable fifth uh, when running higher class at Newmarket earlier in the season. And the form of that race has worked out really well with three subsequent Winners finishing ahead of him in the field. Uh, Quinault won the race and then Millstream was second who won a Group 3 in France the other day. So I think it, this is probably a horse that he can improve a lot. Um, as I said, he's only a three-year-old. He's got um, plenty more progression to come. And uh, he's the one in here for me. I'm quite keen on his chances. Okay, tough enough it is for Katie. As I said at the beginning of uh, this this race, I think it's quite tough. The one I thought maybe was a little bit overpriced was Lyndon B for Danny Musket and John Flint. Seems to be coming back into a little bit of form. I didn't think he ran too badly last time out at Newmarket on the July course when he finished in seventh. I think the return to this venue could see him in a good light. He's got a good record at the track. He's won 
over this course and distance. And he's now down to a mark of 85, which I think he can be fairly competitive of. I don't think this is the strong race, the strongest of races. Um, I think the ground should be fine for him. There has been a little bit of rain around on the south coast um, today, but I think it should dry out by then. So the, I think it'll probably be on the quick side of good. So that shouldn't be a problem. And I think he is a little bit overpriced there. And uh, like I say, he's not on a, on a bad handicap mark. So Linden B, it would be for me if I was to nail my colours to the mast. We then go to the 225. It's a Virgin Better Land Stakes, a Group 3 for the Phillies and Mares. Capita is your favourite at five to one. We've then got Heredia at sixes along with Midnight Mile. Queen for you at seven to one. Potapova at eights. Purple Pay at tens. Roman Mr. Twelves. Bigger are the rest. Katie, there's a couple of old favourites for you in here. The likes of Heredia and Midnight Mile. I know you've got sweet spots for. Are you going to be going for one of them? I think Midnight Mile is a great each way chance. The fifth appearance of the season. She was third in the Rose of Lancaster Stakes from last season. I think that was quite a good run behind Alassie there. This is the first time she is seen over a mile since she finished fourth in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf last season. I think it could be quite a wise move by Connections. It's in a name. I think she will be seen to maybe even better effect over a mile. So I'm looking forward to seeing her back over the trip. But Caprice, I'm really... I'm struggling to to go away from her. She sets the standard for me. Uh, she beat a number of really good horses at Royal Ascot when she won the Sandringham Stakes, including Breezy and Unless. Uh, both of those have performed well in black type races since. Unless has won a listed uh, race at the cover for Aidan O'Brien as well. So it's good form. And she was fifth in the former stakes from last scene. I don't think that race was run to suit her. She was a bit out on the wing, but I think she will have gained plenty of valuable experience from that um, against some high quality older rivals in there. And this dropping grade, I think it could be a good opportunity for her to land the first black type success. But again, Midnight Mile, I'll have to stick with her from an each way angle too. So there's two fillies in here for me. Okay, that's Katie's thoughts then on the Atlanta stakes. I thought Heredia could be the way to go. I think she's um, unexposed over this trip uh, over the mile. She was a good winner last time out in Mr. Company at Haydock, beating Purple Bay really easily, eased down towards the finish. But if you go back for her form, she's not really been tried at this trip very often. She's been campaigned a lot over seven furlongs. I just think over this trip, I say she's got a little bit more to offer. And yeah, I think with the strong pace from the likes of uh, Nebras Angel, Roman Mist, it could just set it up for a closer. Nebras Angel, I touched upon there. Um, I think she's an interesting one for Ishmael Mohammed. Uh, caused a little bit of an upset when winning on debut at uh, Lingfield. But then when next time out to first under a penalty and won quite easily with Benoit de la Sayette, who keeps the ride. She could be an interesting one, maybe to have an each way saver on. Obviously, it's a massive ass stepping into this kind of race for your third career start. But Connections must think a lot of her for her to be entered in this kind of race. And for me, I think she could be maybe a springer in the market on the day. But Heredia would be my main pick, but maybe have a saver on Nebras. Angel. We then move on to the three o'clock for the Virgin Bet Handicap Class Two race over a mile and two. Eagles Way is your favourite six to one, one along with Lord Protector. Gassy is then next in at thirteen to two. We then got Educator at eight, Staywell at nine, Dual Identity tens along with Groundbreaker, Baltic Baltic Voyage eleven, Certain Lad fourteens. Bigger are the rest. Um, Katie again, another competitive looking handicap. Uh, where did you, la- you land on this one? 
The two that have caught my eye in this one are both at big prices. Now, the first, it wouldn't necessarily be a tip, um, but just one to maybe keep an eye on, and that is Great Max uh, running in the Ammo Racing Colours. Now back with Michael Bell, was originally trained by Michael Bell and then went to Michael O'Hallahan in Ireland before um, being with Alice Haynes this season. He's appeared tripless this term with Alice Haynes. He's run over varying distances, um, entered in the six furlong sprint at Ascot earlier this summer. But I think he's probably one that will stay further. He's by Wooten Bassett out of a Yumazane mare. And I'd say the step back up to mile two, it could maybe reignite some spark in him. He cost 260,000 guineas as a yearling. So they expected plenty from him, I'd imagine. And I think he's probably better than his form suggests. And he could be well handicapped off a mark of 92. But of course, he is quite a risky selection, uh, given he hasn't really been firing recently. Uh, the main selection for me in this one is going to be a course and distance winner in Andalip. Uh, he's representing a Daniel and Claire Kubler partnership who've been in excellent form in the past few weeks. They're performing at a 35% strike rate. Uh, and I think that could really bring this seven-year-old into play here. He finished fourth uh, at Yarmouth earlier this season. He's a pound lower um, following a below-par effort at Ascot. I think probably a lack of stamina um, that may have been to blame for his run at Ascot, but I think he's better than that. And I, and I think this trip will, will suit him. Okay, that's Katie's thoughts then on the three o'clock. Um, the one I quite liked in here is certain lad. I'm sure he's being campaigned for a big pot. Could be maybe the Cambridgeshire um, next month at Newmarket. But I just thought he's now coming down to a mark where he can be competitive. He's now rated 101. He hasn't won since uh, winning uh, a couple of years ago at uh, a York Seaboard meeting when he won a, a group three there. Um, I just think that, like I say, he has been coming into a little bit of form. It wasn't a bad run last time out in the racing league at Yarmouth. Before that was quite a deep race. He's down to a lower mark. George Bass claims three pounds. I just thought this could be his time to strike. He does have to reverse form with a couple of those that ran in the racing league, the likes of Eagles Way. But for me, I think he's a little bit overpriced at... Uh, 14 to 1. He stays the trip well. And for me, I, like I say, I just, there's just something about him. I think he brings a class edge into the race. And I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him back, bounce back to a little bit of his old form. So for me, I'm just going to take a chance there on certain lad. We then move on to the feature race on the card at Sandown. It's the Virgin Bet Solario Stakes, a group three for the Colts. The law is your favourite at five to two. We've then got Mortlake at three to one, Avian at seven to two, Devil's Point eleven to two, Cyrillian Bay at fourteens, and Inish Fallon is the outsider at sixteens. Katie, only a small field here, six runners go to post, but it could be quite an intriguing race for some uh, some of the big juvenile races later in the season. How do you see it? Can't say I have a strong opinion in this one. I'm a little bit weary of backing a Sir Michael Stout horse at the moment. But Starlord seems to be quite well fancied in the market. And he is, of course, a distance winner. I know you're quite keen on Inish Fallen at York last week. He ran a blinder there. Uh, so he could possibly come into play here, although he is in a, he's a big price once again. Um, yeah, I'm, I think this is a race for me that I'll watch and see how they get on. Ablan for Charlie Appleby. He's quite interesting. Um, but you know, any of these could they could show masses of improvement from their first couple of runs, and so it's it's quite a tricky race to predict from a betting angle. 
Yeah, I can see that. If I had to go for one, I probably would go for Mortlake for um for Russell Ryan and Rafe Beckett. I thought this one could potentially be the pace angle in the race. I was really impressed the way he won the last day at Leicester, going from the front. Uh, and he was pestered as well. There was a bit of pace on, but he just seemed to rally really well. And, and he was eased down closing the finish. Beat a couple of useful horses in there. There's been a couple of bits and pieces from that race that uh, have done bits and bobs. So it's good to see the form getting boosted to somewhat of an extent. Obviously, um, Star Law's got that piece of form with Arabian Crown, which looks pretty decent as he went on to win a listed race at uh, Salisbury. But I just thought that if this became a little bit tactical, it could suit Mortlake. And I really like, like I say, the way he battled last time out. And that extra run, that little bit of experience might just serve him in good stead. Inish Fallon, you say, Katie, I put him up last week when he ran at the Evil meeting. I think this could be just a little bit step too far for him. But obviously, connections think they, they've got a good chance to maybe get some black type with him. And uh, yeah, I think uh, he, he's an intriguing runner. That deserves his place. But I think some of the ones at the top of the market could just have a little bit more improvement to come. So I'm going to go for Mortlake. We're now going to go over to Beverly, where they've got two good races. The first one that we're going to look at is the 205. It's the William Hill Silver Cup um, over a mile and a half. Class 2, handicap. Dream Harder is your favourite at 9 to 2. Then got Perfect Play at 9 to 2 as well. Uh, Dancing in Paris is 5 to 1. Elmerick is 6, is long with Fulfilled. Omniscient 8, Stole 10s, and Dark Jedi is the outsider at 12 to 1. Katie, again. Another tricky looking handicap. Said that a lot on this episode of the podcast. But was there one in here that you had a strong fancy with? Not a strong fancy, uh, but the one that I'd probably be leaning towards is Dream Harder. It does look quite an open race, though. But for me, Dream Harder off a mark of 90 could maybe be open to some further progression. Um, Stowell was quite interesting making his first appearance for Alan King but I, I think he has a hefty weight to carry here that he might be one to watch further on in the season and possibly into next season as well so yeah if I was pushed to pick one I'd probably go for Dream Harder but uh, as I said I, I don't have a strong fancy in this one yeah I think I'm going to swerve this race I thought it was a, a tricky one to, to work out there's plenty in here that you could uh make a case for i thought maybe one that could be interesting is amarek for roger varian um completely right off his run last time out at the new market july festival where he finished eight nine lengths behind live your dream obviously that is a, a good piece of form there but if you go back before that his two runs this season were quite encouraging he won on a seasonal appearance at doncaster quite nicely and then he didn't run too badly i thought at ascot he was only beating four lengths uh, in the Duke of Edinburgh stakes. And again, that that, that had some uh, good form uh, in and around that. So I think in this kind of race off a mark of 96, he's fairly interesting. Obviously, there's a couple of three-year-olds in here from Charlie Johnson and Ian Williams. They could be open to improvement. I thought it was trappy enough. But if I had to give a selection, I think Americk could be the way to play. We then go on to the feature race on Beverly's card. It is the 240 William Hill Beverly Bullet Sprint Stake, a listed race over the five. Uh, furlong trip. Uh, Silky Wilkie is your favourite, 10 to 3. We then got Apollo 1 at 5, along with Kurdos. Old favourite, Judicial, the 11 year old at 6 is Tis Marvellous, 7 to 1. Bond Chairman, 12s. And Elegant Aaron is the outsider at 40s. Um, 
Katie, uh, not maybe a horse in here that's got a lot of class, but Judicial's a horse that you see here on the race card, and oh, he's one I'm drawn to, you know. He, he's got a good record of this track. Did you think he had a chance? Yeah, Judicial, he probably does have a chance in here, around 6-1 to one shot. He's been a legend for connections for Julie Camacho, and as you said, he's an 11-year-old now, so it would be fantastic to see him run well. I think Silky Wilkie is probably the one to beat. He's the highest rated in the race and possibly the one open to the most improvement too. But my eye is drawn to Apollo 1. He's a very consistent horse. Uh, he's off a mark of 103 now. I just think he's probably one that, that could maybe get his head in front. He's been running in competitive handicaps. Uh, his form at Royal Alaska at the Wokingham Stakes, he finished second to St. Lawrence there. I think that was a good run. And second last time out at Goodwood too, behind Aberama Gold. He's been running really well this season and uh, I think he probably deserves to get his head in front. So he'd be the one I, I'd side with. Okay, that's Casey Portson on the Beverly Bullet. I'm going to go for Judicial. He won the race last year. I just think he could get it set up again. There's a bit of pace on in here. And if they do go a little bit hard, he could be the closer. I say he just absolutely loves it. it yes, it was uh, maybe his, his legs are catching up with him now. Uh, he finished fifth uh, at the show of our cup meeting back in Ascot on the 12th of August. I just think in... This kind of race where we know he's such a reliable yardstick. I thought six to one was a bit of a big price about him. And this has probably been his uh, big season target. So I am going to go for uh, Julie Camacho's legend, Judicial. We're now moving over to Chester for the 320, where we're looking at the feature race on their card here. It's the CAA Stella Chester Stakes listed race over a mile and six. And your favourite is Military Order for William Buick and Charlie Appleby. Interesting to see him go there. He's your favourite at 11-10. We've then got Lone Eagle at 3-1. Ching Shi at 7-2. Divine Jewel at 13-2. Shanro at 15-2. Enemy 10-1. Bigger are the rest. Katie, did you have a strong fancy in here? I don't think it's the best race. And I'm quite surprised to see Military Order run here. I quite liked his chances ahead of the derby, but he didn't cope with the undulating nature of the track at Epsom at all. And as we know, Chester is quite a tight track. Um, and I, yeah, I wouldn't think it would suit him. He's a big horse, a brother to the talented derby winner, Adaya, of course. And I'm just, I'm a little bit worried about this track for him. But I do think he's the best horse in the race. And even if he does run slightly below par, he might get away with it in this race. Um, he just needs to bounce back from that Epsom run. But I think he can put a line through that. Just wasn't his day there. And I think this probably is within his reach. But uh, it would just be that track that I'd be slightly worried about with him. Yeah, I'm really keen to take on military order here. Charlie Appleby's team are really in and out, in my opinion. I know the strike rate suggests they're going okay at 27% strike rate. But for me, you never know if they're going to win or not. And for, that's just something I've got, got to be taking on 
their short price favourite. Lone Eagle, for me, um, if he runs up to his second here behind Hamish early in the season, I think that brings them right into it. I don't think it's a particularly strong race, but Lone Eagle has some good form if you go back through the book. He finished second in an Irish derby behind Hurricane Lane, and he won't mind a little bit of ease in the ground as well. He's currently described as good as soft. And I think if he does get an easy t time on the front end of things, uh, if Hector Crouch does decide to go forward with him, I think he could be a tough nut to uh, peg back. So for me, it's going to be a lone eagle in the 320 at Chester. So that's the main races for this weekend. Katie, is there anything else, uh, anything over the RSG that caught your eye? Yeah, there's one I like in the last at Navin on Saturday. It's a maiden. I really like the chances of Earth Dance for Donica O'Brien. She finished third on debut. She was beaten by a nice filly of Dermot Wells in Samiha. And a group three place Thunder Roll was in second. And one of Aidan O'Brien's fillies, Starry Eyed, who we saw winning her maiden at York yesterday, was in fourth. She's a big filly and she cost them 1,500,000 euros as a yearling. And she looks a nice type going forward. I think it's a very good form line for Earth Dance. And I think he's a nice opportunity to win here. Okay, that's. Uh... Katie's eye catchers for the weekend to keep an eye on. I had nothing myself really to, to add to that. I thought it was quite a tricky one this weekend. The only one that caught my eye um, was that staying at Chester was in the 355. I thought Chibara was interesting for Roger Varian. Um, finished fourth last time out when we saw this one is currently odds odds on finished uh, fourth um, behind fallen angel in a group three at newmarket i think they've found a good opportunity here for her to get her head back in front it's only a small field only five runners but i thought this step back in trip to six furlongs could just bring out like i say a little bit more improvement from her just don't think she was quite convincing over the seven last time out but dropping back a trip i think it's a wise move and the team are going really well as well they're operating at 30 percent strike rate so roger Varian could have found a, a good strike here so yeah that's it then for this edition of the podcast um thanks again to katie for giving up her time hopefully we found you some winners this week remember to follow us on the socials where we're available uh, to follow on twitter and instagram you can also as well uh, subscribe to us on all the major podcasts platforms we're available on spotify soundcloud and apple please remember to gamble responsibly and we'll be seeing you again soon